welcome to the Teapot Teapot. Here to take you deeper, deeper. Discussions to invigorate, educate, and activate for consciousness and healing. The Teddy Emerald Podcast is for the people that desire to live beyond the matrix, peeling back the layers, revolutionizing new players to create the life they dream of. Talking with conscious creators, change makers, entrepreneurs, and visionaries of a brighter future. I'm Teddy Emerald, and I'm an EFT healer, iridologist, owner of Trash Vintage, the most colorful vintage shop in Byron Bay. I support women to be fully self-expressed and achieve confidence within themselves. And I'm your host for the Teapot. In this episode, I'm talking with Julia Barrett, who's a curved model and a powerful young woman from the States. She's using her voice to create a positive ripple effect in society now. We chat about comparison, feeling different from everyone else, going from tears in the change room to a happy dance, and how vital the diversification of what you view as beautiful is for your mental health and how we're all a part of changing the idea around what sexy is for the first time in history. If you're bored of perfection and looking for some self-loving inspo, you're going to love this. Welcome, Julia. So excited to be talking to you today. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So I would love to know, when I look at you, I see you as a confident, empowered woman, really owning your body, owning your creativity. And I just would love to know, has it always been like that for you? No, I think in general, confidence is such like a never ending journey that, and for me, looking back three years ago, three years ago, actually to the day is when I started modeling, like I think within two days and looking back, that was probably when I was the least confident. I hated how I looked. I avoided swimsuits. I avoided anything of the sort because I was, I felt different. I had bigger boobs. I had a butt and coming from, I went to a super small high school where I was very visibly different and not say that was a bad thing, but it was just, I was very aware of it. And so always comparing yourself to others and seeing yourself as not being normal, you don't typically feel great about yourself. And so I really struggled in that sense of seeing myself as beautiful or being able to wear things other people wore because I couldn't picture it on myself and I couldn't picture that being beautiful. But that's changed dramatically since then. Yeah, completely. So what do you think was the biggest thing that helped you transform that? Honestly, it sounds crazy, but I think when I started modeling, it was a total dream I had of I wanted to be somewhere entertainment. And I started modeling on a whim. And it was the first time I could see a picture of myself, like like a full body picture of myself and say, that's dope. Like, I really like that. And just to give you an idea of what it was like before, my senior year of high school, everyone would do these senior portraits, you know, these very pretty pictures and sundresses and everything. And I refused to do them because I hated pictures of myself so much. So I had a selfie that I took. And in the slideshow for graduation, there's this very pretty selfie of me. And the joke was like, oh, she just loves to take selfies. But no, it was because I hated how I looked that much. And I couldn't imagine having a full body picture of me on a big screen. Mm, Wow. Yeah, that's full on. Hey, and it just shows like such a deep transformation. Mm -hmm. Like it could look 
you know, on the outside, it could look so superficial, like, oh, it's just photos. But Mm -hmm. what that takes to do that, to like reveal yourself to the world, reveal yourself to yourself, like that's huge. Yeah, I know it can be, I mean, I've had two completely different reactions to pictures, like to seeing myself in the mirror. I can remember crying in like dressing rooms, trying on swimsuits, but also now I see myself, you know, putting on a swimsuit, doing a happy dance because I love how it looks. And I think that just goes to show the crazy difference you can have in your body image and self-confidence when you're trying to figure out what makes you feel good. I mean, I've done that for the past three years and I've seen a dramatic difference in myself. And those two examples are prime examples of that. Mm, What do you think helped you the most? Um, I think in general, I mean, beforehand, my biggest fear was taking a picture of myself and seeing things that I thought were ugly. And so I think for me, it was being able to create images through modeling or for just taking pictures myself with a tripod. The first step from was not hating the picture. And then it came to, you know, liking it and seeing like, oh, that's, that's okay. And then to the point where I was like, I love that. That's so cool that my body did that. And oh, that's- I love that. It was a really crazy transformation, which is very funny because people who were really close to me before then are like, it's very funny how, you know, this is your job now when you were so completely different a few years ago. I'm like, yeah, and it's kind of weird, I guess. Yeah, totally. And it's like the, that wound has actually become the greatest thing. Oh, completely. <sighs> I think it's made such a dramatic difference in not only how I see myself, but how I can treat others. Mm, I love that. That's so beautiful. Do you have any tips for women that uh, have been struggling with the body image thing and they're, and they're really wanting to learn how to love themselves and feel confident in their body? I think the first thing you can do is go through your social media and anyone that's making you feel uncomfortable with yourself, whether that's self-conscious or wishing you were more of something, unfollow them. It's not good for you. And I think you know that somewhere deep down. I know I did when I was going through my social media and unfollowing people that, you know, I would look at them and say, oh, I wish I had their stomach. I wish I had this. I wish I had that. And removing those, I would say, distractions from yourself is kind of the first step because when you're scrolling on social media, which I know we all do constantly, you're removing that reaction of saying, I wish I was something else than what I am. Mm, Yeah, I fully agree. And Mm It's something that I recommend in one of my programs, Body Bang Bang, is to actually, once you've removed that, is to actually go and bring in diversity. Like go and find people, like mm-hmm. especially women, like all different shapes, sizes, colours, like um, yes. gender preferences, because I think it's really about breaking the mould of what your brain has been conditioned to think is beautiful. So mm-hmm. like we really have to open up and look at all the different styles of people so that we can reprogram ourselves to see what is beautiful. I completely agree with that. And I think it's also when you look at other people who may look like you or may not or look very different than you, you'll be surprised. And I'm pretty sure of seeing how you can see beauty in other people, but you mm. then you kind of are faced with the fact that you maybe can't see beauty in yourself. And then why is that? Why can't you see that beauty? And I think that diversifying what you see on social media will directly impact how you view yourself because everyone is beautiful and you're seeing all these different people thinking oh they're beautiful at this size and this size and you realize you're somewhere in that spectrum as well yeah exactly yeah like what makes me so different what makes me so special that I'm not like that as well 
Exactly. Yeah. What do you think's opened up for you since you've like really like dove into self-love and self-confidence? Like what's changed in your life? Um, I think in general, I'm a better person to be around in the sense of, I mean, before I could bring any conversation back to how I wasn't liking something about myself, I could bring it like my friend would talk about some cute shorts she got and I would immediately think, oh, I can't wear that. So I would say it. Mm, yeah yeah it's funny how it always finds a way to sneak in and like kind of bring down the conversation yeah and I think that learning to love myself and be kinder in myself made me more kind to others because then if my friend was saying like oh I look disgusting today I would stop and say no don't speak about my friend that way you know I love this person why are you treating someone I love like this yes I I love that it's like being a defender for your friend when when that aspect of her isn't there Exactly. And I also think it's made me more able to love others because there's less less of a focus on hating myself. If I can love myself, I know I can give that to other people. I know there's a lot of phrases on the internet of you can't love anyone until you love yourself. And I don't necessarily think that's true, but I think that it makes you a more caring person and more able to love them wholly because you're not spending so much energy ragging on yourself. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I think that when you can go into those, um, you know, the shadow aspect of yourself that isn't good enough that you think is not good enough and actually find love and care for that. Then, then you can hold that space for others as well. Like you can witness their shadow and be like, I'm cool with that. Like, I love that in you as well, which Mm -hmm. then people feel safer around you. I completely agree. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. So what, what's inspiring you at the moment? What's inspiring me at the moment, I think the one of the biggest things right now is in the U.S., there's a major shift when it comes to race right now and fighting for, peop- um, for Black people specifically and their rights and seeing their vulnerability um, and sharing their experiences in relation to their race of wanting to fight for more for, more for themselves and encouraging other people to fight for them. And I think it's reminded me, that's inspired me a lot to be more vulnerable in how I speak because I know I'm a I can be a very close off person but seeing how vulnerability can create such change of sharing experiences that we've had can really impact other people and how they view themselves and how they want to take action in situations and I think Mm. that that's really inspiring to me and also what's inspiring to me I think is seeing how creators have managed through this quarantine I don't know how it is where you are right now but I mean here it's still pretty restrictive and it can be kind of, it was maddening at first for me, at least. I mean, I couldn't work. I can't, I still can't go to photo shoots and work with clients, but I can work at home. I can take pictures at home. And I think seeing more and more people doing that and creating incredibly creative things has really inspired me to kind of fall back in love with creating because I think when something's your job, it can be a little bit, you know, nine to five, wanting to check out and do something else. But it's definitely like lit a fire under me again, which I needed. Mm, yeah, that's so beautiful. And I think that the whole, the quarantine, the COVID thing has just pushed so many buttons with so many people. Like there's so much coming up and it's really given the opportunity for things to change on such a deep level as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, especially with what's going on in, in America as well, um, I'm saying that it's really important for people to have a voice, you know, Mm -hmm. and to express what they think, no matter what people 
are going to say or do with that? Like, what do you feel about that? I feel like it's more important to more important than ever to amplify the voices of others, specifically when they may, may not be being heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that anyone with a, we all have a platform we've created. Maybe it's the circle of friends we have, our families. It may be your ten Instagram followers or your hundred thousand Instagram followers. We all have a platform. We all have a voice. I think this has really shown the impact that that voice can have. And so I think it just exemplifies standing up for what you believe in, whatever that may be of, you know, for me right now, um, for the next week, I'm not posting any of my original content on Instagram to amplify the voices of other people and to allow their voices to be heard with importance more than a picture of me in a cute outfit. Mm. And which I think is really important of understanding the power that we all have in our voices, because I mean, I can guarantee you if people weren't speaking on social media about what's going on with police brutality in the United States right now, none of this, no, none of the protests or none of the change would be occurring. Yeah. And we really have such a powerful, like powerful opportunity now with social media because Mm -hmm. like we can film stuff right now, we can get on and do lives, we can create conversation and impact more than ever in history. So it gives us like such an opportunity to create big change quickly as well. Completely. And it also gives us the opportunity to understand people all across the world. I mean, even how we connected through social media. Mm. And I was, I was look, um, recently going through my DMs on Instagram, responding to people. And I saw so many different people from different countries. And I was just kind of like, I was taken aback for a second. I was like, oh my goodness, people in, you know, Australia, in South Africa, in France, everyone's, people are connecting with me. And that's so incredible to be able to create relationships with people you would have never met otherwise. Mm, Yeah. What do you think the impact of this could be in a few years with people connecting in these, in these ways through social media? I think that it's going to create, that's a hard question. I think it's going to create a more a more global understanding of things of you know in different different areas I feel like there was many different trends of what bodies should look like and I think now more than ever it's more universal of there is a such a bad, bigger understanding that all bodies are beautiful and you know that may have happened in one region of the world but not another or over time that's kind of shifted to being like in the U.S. people really want giant butts right now <laughs> and, but somewhere else they want t- small boobs and I think it's really more universalized the idea that all bodies are beautiful and that all what, whatever you look like is acceptable is beautiful and you don't need to change it for anybody. And I think that's incredibly powerful. And I think it will change how specifically women exist in the world forever. I don't think that the world that our parents grew up in of how they viewed themselves or what was considered sexy or beautiful. I don't think that things will ever go back to that way. I think things have changed too dramatically, which I'm incredibly grateful for. Mm, And so amazing that you've been a part of that as well. Yeah, that's kind of weird to think about. But yeah, I know I was, you know, my job and the people I get to talk to. And he was like, just, I kind of told him like, he knew about it, but he was very like, oh, wow, y'all are like creating real change. And I was like, yeah, no, things are like changing because of social media now and all these creators. And he was just shocked. He's like, I wish that I had grown up in this era. I mean, things would have been so different. Mm, yeah, so different. And it's really exciting because I was just thinking then like someone could be like, oh, like that's so great for her, but she's an influencer. But it, it actually is, we all get to be that. 
like anyone can get on social media or in their life and truly own, you know, the way that they look, the shape, like dress the way that they want, be creative. Like it's not just, um, you know, like you're so special or another one's so special. It's like this opportunity is for everyone, like in their space that they're in right now. And it's also so much more accessible, I think, to be connected to so many people or which was kind of just being a celebrity 10 years ago you need to have so much money and so many people around you to help you create that of photo shoots of video cameras and all this and we have all of that on our phones now we can truly create whatever life we want on our phones whether that's being a business owner being an artist being a writer being an actor whatever it is there's a free social media platform for that i think that talent all over the world is going to be seen in a completely different way because of this Mm, yeah it's I see it as like a renaissance like the creative Mm -hmm. is rising and we have like more opportunity than ever to have like outlets and to become successful in that as well Mm -hmm. what do you think um could be like for anyone that's like oh I would love to start stepping into this and like you know shining my light and expressing myself like what advice would you have for them Um, in terms of social media, I think you just have to start. I think you can never wait for the perfect storm of things to happen. You can't wait until you save up for the perfect camera or whatever. You just need to start and you'll become comfortable with it, whether it's being uncomfortable in front of the camera or learning how to take a high quality picture. It's all just about doing it and developing that skill. You can't, the more you wait, the more you're just creating less time for if you're pushing off your success further. So I think just getting out there and doing it, whether that's writing, whether that's making funny videos, whatever it is, just start because everybody fails so much on social media. We all do. I have, I fail quite frequently and that's okay, but it's about learning from that. And so the sooner you start failing, the closer you are to being successful. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's like a Ted talk. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And it's so true. It's like, just start, like, don't let your mind hold you back and waste more hours, more days. Like, because of like, like you were saying before about trying to get it perfect and trying to get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we can all think of something though, that we wish we had done earlier, but we were afraid to do it maybe because it's a fear of failure or, or wanting to look the perfect way before we did it. And I mean, I regret all of those decisions of pushing things off to before I was perfect, whether that being my weight, whether it being having a better phone, whatever it was, I regret all of that. So I, mm. I mean, I think anyone who's trying to start, just do it. You will not regret starting. If so, delete the account and then you can pretend it never happened. <laughs> exactly. And you touched on something that I think is actually quite a powerful thing is like waiting for something to be perfect in order to do it. So like, you know, waiting to have the perfect weight or the perfect hair Mm -hmm. or being smart enough or having the right clothes. And I really see that as finding excuses not to live. You know what I mean? 100%. Um, And what do you think is like really underneath that? Like what do you think is really holding people back? I think it's a failure, a fear of vulnerability of sharing the parts of yourself you don't like because all the things that are holding us back are things we don't like. Mm. I mean, I just know for me it was a fear of showing that I was a size 12 or a size 14 and sharing that with the world and letting people know this is what my body looks like. If you see me on the street, you know what that looks like, but it was the idea of putting that out there myself and, you know, having to hit post. And 
there's so much life we don't live waiting for things to be perfect. And I think that just allowing yourself to be as you are is so powerful. It creates so many more opportunities for yourself. And also the most beautiful things are never perfect. The beauty is in the the weird things, the interesting things. So it makes you, you. And that's what people want. People want relatability. People want to see themselves in you. And by tr- trying to create this airbrushed, perfect version of yourself, you're just robbing yourself and I think your potential audience of that because people are begging for reality. People are not wanting more of the same old, same old perfection. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's all about, yeah, the vulnerability being real. And I think that when, when we do that, there's just a huge sense of freedom. Like we can just, you know, show up as ourself, you know, with all of our lumps and bumps and imperfections and be like, Hey, I've, I see that and I own that within myself and that gives me freedom because I'm not, I'm not afraid of what you're going to say to me because honestly I've said so much worse and I'm still showing up. (laughs) Exactly. I think another big part of that is not putting so much weight in what you look like. I think a thing that I've kind of seen in the body positivity on social media is that you have to love yourself through everything. When I maybe don't think that's true, I think it's, you love yourself despite what you look like. You love yourself beyond what you look like. Because let's be honest, I don't love what my stomach looks like every day. I don't love what my skin looks like every day. But I love myself regardless of that because I know my value is bigger than my body. And mm. coming to terms with the, that you have much more weight in the world than your physical body mm. is so incredibly powerful. Yeah. Because, you know, and that's a, my body's the least interesting thing about me. I'm positive. I'm funny. I'm smart. I'm silly. I'm super loud. And all of these things make me the person that people like, you know, my family, my friends love. It's not my boobs or my butt. And if that's <laughs> it, I mean, then that's then, like, I should probably remove them from my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's so true. It's so true. And it's, it's really separating ourselves from our body, isn't it? Like, I'm not my body. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so much more than this. And really falling in love with who we are, like knowing ourselves and falling in love with that. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun to learn about yourself and, you know, discover your quirks that maybe you weren't paying attention to before. Like, this last year, I realized that if I, I love that how if I get really into something, I become like, if I love a movie, I'll see it seven times in a row because I love it so much. And I like never really realized it about myself because I didn't want to look weird going to the same movie a bunch of times. <laughs> I didn't want to be I didn't want to be the person who's eating popcorn for dinner twice, so like three times in one week. But no, I love that. Yeah. And things like that, like all those interesting things that make us us, like I you kind of miss out on that when you're focused on what other people think of you, whether it's how much you're eating or what movie you're going to see or what you look like doing all of that. Like it doesn't matter. Yes. That's so beautiful. What, what helped you to fall in love with yourself? I think the, one of the biggest things was removing people from my life who made me feel less than and being surrounded by people who didn't care what I looked like or didn't care what stupid thing I did. Um, and being around people who were lifting me up made such a major impact on how I viewed myself because instead of having someone who would like my iron ride friends in high school would tease me for 
you know, where having to wear two sports bras to go to cheerleading practice because my boobs were too big for one and I, um, and things like that. And it felt me, made me feel so embarrassed and ashamed of what I looked like. But instead, you know, I've, I was going to a workout class with my friend and she saw I was wearing two sports bras and she was like, Oh, those are cute colors. And we moved on. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that just getting to be who you are with people is so powerful and just it makes more room in your head for what you think because instead of worrying about whether other other people are thinking about you yeah yeah it's like a con was that a conscious decision for you or did it happen naturally i think it happened over time of more spending more time with myself through meditation or just a long car drive by myself and thinking to myself and realizing what made me happy, what made me feel good, and just doing more of that. And so doing more things that made me feel good was having more movie nights with my boyfriend or hanging out with this one friend who I didn't hang out with a ton before, but I realized always lifted me up and things like that. And as I more started to tune into what I was thinking, the more I realized I was happier. Mm. And I would felt just felt more myself because there was, I, I think we've all done it where we have an idea of what our life should look like in our head. So we buy into that. And we have our decisions and what we, who we hang out with, all of that aligned with that, that may not necessarily align with what makes us happy. I know it didn't for me. What I thought my life should look like was going to business school for university of, you know, being in a sorority, which is, a, um, and living with in a house of 50 girls, like in movies and all of this stuff. And I realized I hated all of that. It was not who I was, but it was who I think I was expected to be and who, I guess what I imagined my life as, but then the more I freed myself of that, the more I realized there was so much more for me than the box I was putting myself in. Mm, yeah. When I, I think- when I started this journey, there was not a chance in hell I could imagine I was a plus size model with, who was also an influencer creator or influ- Instagram creator with, you know, great friends, a boyfriend, and I love myself at a size 12, 14. That sounded like the stupidest thing you could ever tell me. And so <laughs> it sounds I mean, like a completely different reality, right? Can totally. And, but all those things fell in place. Number one, for a purpose, but number two, over time, as I consciously was making decisions of what makes me feel joy and what makes me feel happy. And yeah. so as I continue to make those decisions, just everyday little things, my life was falling into place of what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I love that. And it is, it's, it is that simplicity of like, what makes me happy? Like what's bringing me joy? Because that Mm -hmm. simple question, it's like a vibrational match. Like, you know, hanging out with someone that's going to make me feel good. Well, if I keep hanging out with them, then I'm going to feel good, which means I make Mm -hmm. better choices for myself, you know, with like, do I get up and move for the day or do I eat well? Or do I, you know, do I read something that Mm -hmm. inspires me? It's like, like energy attracts like energy. So it's such a, simple but powerful question and it's really awesome to go back through what's happened for you you know like you could have um stayed in the box of what the traditional american perfect life is and you really Mm. broke it apart and like really honored yourself and chose your own track which is like now a testament because you're shining and you're you're really setting an example for other women as well which is awesome that's so sweet. Thank you. And I think as women in general, we're at least here in the US, I felt that this a lot of feeling very much like I need to live up to these expectations of being this stay at home housewife or all these ideas of what we saw in the media, of what a woman should look like, because women have been put in some serious boxes over time of how we need to be mothers, how we need to be, you know, we need to stay at home, we need to do all these things. And 
it's okay to not be that. And it took me a long time to understand that. But once you free yourself from that, you realize as a woman, you're just as capable of doing anything you want as a man is. And that's something isn't taught in schools, unfortunately, and we don't hear it enough. But I think that, like, I think you're super cool and inspiring because you just do what feels right to you and you create and you inspire other women to do that. And I think that's so cool and a perfect testament of what a woman can look like. And a woman can look like me and a woman can look like a mom who wants to stay at home and that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, I think it's about having the conscious choice of doing it, Mm -hmm. not just being manipulated by, I should do this. Like my parents or society, it's like pushing this agenda and I'm going along with it because I want to people please and get approval. And then the soul just dies, you know, you're like like (laughs) wondering why I feel like numb and depressed and bored or, you know, nothing's Mm -hmm. exciting me. Cause it's like, well, are you in contact with like, what your soul wants to do. Are you expressing what you want to be expressing? You know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm a big believer that expectations will be the thief of joy because the best oh, things come that are unexpected. You I know? love and so, that. Yeah. So how yeah. do you manage your expectations then? Oh, I struggle with it. I, um, I think it's more of going to a situation with an open mind of, you know, I don't know what's going to come out of it. I know what I want to happen, but also being okay if it doesn't happen. Mm. And I think that's been really important for me and great. I'm not great at it. I'm still working on it, but I think we're all works in progress. We're all figuring out how to release expectations of what we're supposed to be. Yeah. And that just comes with time. And I think that our generation specifically has so many of those mental barriers to break down because our parents gave had so many expectations of what we were going to be. And, you know, that was, and just there's expectations for what men and women should look like. Yeah. And I think our generation's breaking that down, but I think that we struggle with that more because we are breaking that down and we know what, what people wanted for us to look like. Mm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I love that you, like you the quote that you love and you're like, yeah, I'm working through that and the vulnerability and the honesty you know, like I really appreciate mm-hmm. you for saying that because it, it is a work in progress. Like, okay, I'm setting my vision. I know what I want and then I'm going to surrender. And then like all mm-hmm. of our like little niggly stuff comes up, you know, like the attachments and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I'm learning totally. how to disattach and to be open to receiving whatever's coming my way. Mm-hmm. And I think also part of that comes from being comfortable changing your mind and comfortable mm. changing your dreams and what you want for yourself. I know I've done that probably 10 times this week <laughs> and, <laughs> and just shifting as you go along. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think like we really get to keep our minds flexible, you know, because we, we don't really know what's coming for us. Like, and we've kind of seen that 2020, like the world is just, blowing up you know it's like things are crumbling things are coming up things are breaking down like and just as much as it's happening on the global scale it's happening internally as well so Mm -hmm. as much as we think we know what we want it's kind of like we get to keep checking back in with our heart and our soul and seeing like what actually feels good like bring it back to your thing like what brings me joy what feels good for me right now Mm -hmm. and I think what's what's crazy is you know, a year ago, we woke up in a completely different world than what we live in right now. Coronavirus has changed everything. But I think it's also given us all an opportunity to change how we view our lives, how we view ourselves. And it's horrible that we're stuck inside like this. But at the same time, 
I think it's very purposeful that we're giving the environment a chance to relax. We're also giving ourselves a chance to relax and be forced to take that alone time to figure out who you are and what you want. And granted, that's not an opportunity everyone's going to take or is capable of taking, but I think that there is going to be a massive shift because so many people are taking this chance to discover who they are and invest in themselves and what they want going forward. Mm, yeah definitely what's some practices or things that you that you've been doing to get more in tune with yourself um I think specifically during coronavirus um has been where I've really seen my practice it's coming to play of I try to go on a lot of I go on a walk every day by myself just to think and to be by myself I've also been reading more about, you know, different spiritual ideas of things. I'm really interested in the law of attraction right now and just more expanding my mind to ideas I hadn't thought of before because I think it makes you think hard about what you want and what you believe and how you want to make choices about your life going forward. Um, And then also, you know, it forces, it's forced me at least to not get lost in the negativity as I'm so capable of doing and, you know, just going down the path of the world is ending, my life is over, which, you know, anything can set you on that. But um, really practicing positivity. And if my day is going poorly, or if, you know, there's more bad news about the world, taking a minute. And as I, you know, we were talking about earlier, honoring that feeling, but also saying, okay, we're moving on from this. We're not going to let the day be decided by this. Mm, so really being powerful with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. all we have control over right now we don't have control over where we eat or where we go but we have control over what we are thinking and how we behave because of that and that's oh. all we have right now yeah and that's the most powerful thing because thought is what creates everything and everything. like and your your whole experience that we've been speaking about with um you know body body image and self-love like that's all the thought you know, because there can be a lot of women, no matter what size they are, that are like, they can find things that aren't right about it. So it's managing the thoughts, you know, choosing ways to fall in love with yourself, like on the outside and the inside. So, and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like um, sharpening a sword, like we're sharpening our thoughts, like what we allow into our mind, what we, we don't allow in. So I really, really that's, love that. That's so crazy because my one of my favorite kind of phrases I say to myself a lot is iron sharpens iron. And so I choose to have people in my life who sharpen me just as I sharpen them. Oh. <laughs> that's so crazy you said that. It's, uh, it's like, of course, right? Like law of attraction. Like, yes. yeah, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> oh I love it I love it yeah because it's that's the power of our intention like when you look in to the energetics of like the vibration of words and the vibration of thoughts the vibrations of feelings like that's what creates everything and it creates health or sickness in our body as well so I think that that's that in the simplest form I think that that's the thing to make priority and we we can take that opportunity right now. Like it's almost like getting tested in the fire, like where with the world and what's going on, there's so much coming up, but how can I look at that, acknowledge it, but then maintain my thoughts? Like what am I focusing on? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. And I think that also it's important to note that, you know, as we're all going through these different fires right now, there's a lot of them that we all go through the same thing. Well, there's so many women who, you know, we all, so many of us struggle with body image, no matter what size we are. We struggle with a lot of 
but it's so much more relatable than you think that it is. You know, um, like I'm sure we've probably struggled with some of the, some of the same things just as, you know, me and my mom or my grandmother, we all, we struggle with similar things because so many women struggle with the same things. And while our journeys are different, we can all relate. And I think that relating together makes us more powerful in our journeys because of just more understanding. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. With that more understanding, it's more connection together. Mm -hmm. And connecting with people is everything. Yeah, it really is. And I think that like you were saying before about vulnerability, like that's actually what's helping people connect. It's not about showing up and being airbrushed and perfect, you know, on social media or in life. Like, yeah, everything in my life's fine. It's like no one can relate to that. So it's really about being vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not going to say that you need to be vulnerable to everyone. You can be selective in that. And I think that's another skill as a generation we're all kind of developing is learning, you know, how to trust people to be vulnerable and things like that but it's also trusting yourself and your gut to know when you're when you're safe and comfortable and I think that we at least for me that I think I'm unsafe and not able to tell people things a lot more than I than in reality and so I think it's understanding your, your boundaries with people and how to be vulnerable in different ways it doesn't need to be sharing your life story or you know your struggles with xyz but it can just be saying yeah I'm not doing great today and it can, mm. it can be in so many different levels of that. It doesn't need to be super deep all the time, but it can still make an impact not only on you, but on how other people communicate. Mm, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's kind of like learning, learning about like oversharing, undersharing, like where's the barometer mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. And trusting your gut. Um, that's an interesting one because I think that a lot of people can be really disconnected from their bodies, like what their bodies mm. are saying and what their intuition is saying. What's your relationship been like with your intuition? Um, I think it's a muscle I'm, I'm working on. <laughs> um, I know there's plenty of times I've not listened and been like, oh, I, I goofed. But I, I think it's something you develop over time with becoming more in tune with yourself. So I can say I've definitely, I use it more frequently with people of, you know, using your gut, you can probably tell the intentions of people and you can tell who's serving you and being good for you versus who's not. But I think it's the different, the thing that's important with your gut is understanding you know, what your body's telling you cause it's, and what, you know, the, your idea of what life should look like is telling you because it's two different things mm. and you need to be following your gut and that's going to lead you where you need to be. But so many times we ignore that to follow what we think our lives should look like. Yeah, absolutely. Like going by like the head and that can really be society's program or family's program, but the body can be like, you know, screaming like something else, like, no, don't go there or don't say yes to that thing or whatever it is. Totally. Yeah. Do you think that you trusting your gut and going with your body's innate wisdom is what's helped your path to open up? I think it's been a big part of that. If I think I remember the first time I was vulnerable about my eating disorder on social media of my brain was screaming, don't do it. You're going to look stupid. And, but my gut was saying, no, you have to do this. You have it written. You've looked it over 45 times. This is the right thing to do. And I think that was, you know, the first time I really chose vulnerability, not, not in a selfish way, but for others. And I think that in that moment, I realized that my head's going to protect the idea of what things should look like and what society's expectations are, but my gut's protecting me and what I need. And Mm. so I think it's definitely helped me. It's changed my journey. I think it's made me 
more open to ideas and things that I wouldn't have been open to before if I wouldn't have been open to my career. Um, my head was screaming no, but my gut was screaming yes. And I, my first decision and my first of moving to Los Angeles and you know, starting my career was a gut decision. Amber, the night before I was moving, I was packing up and I called my boyfriend crying. I was like, I just, I don't think this is a good idea. And he was like, we've had 25 long conversations about this. You know, this is the right move for you, but you're just scared. Mm, yeah. Like, it's it's the like, ego that's scared, isn't it? Cause it's like the great no. unknown. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I yeah. think, I think once you start making leaps over those things, it becomes easier. It yeah. becomes easier over time. It's because it's choosing yourself and choosing yourself over anything else. And that just takes time to grow into. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for saying that because some some women might be like, okay, like I want to be like that now. And it does, it's like a muscle. Like we really, we get these little exercises or challenges the universe gives us. And it's like, what will you do? Will you listen to your gut or will you go with like your head? And we get to build that relationship with ourselves and trust. And then mm -hmm. like things will happen on a bigger scale. Yeah, and it, not every decision you're making when it comes to your head or your gut is going to be a major decision like moving across the country to start a new career, but it's the little, I personally, it's the little decisions between gut and head that make the biggest impact on your life because the con consistent choosing yourself over your head and over what your, your head's telling you. Mm, absolutely. I love that. Consistently choosing yourself. Yeah, in the small things. And the small things and then it's going to build and it's going to become more natural and there are bigger things as well because you're used to doing it it's like a pattern yeah exactly and you're making small changes it's kind of like what they say about diet of you know people make these gigantic changes overnight and then they never stick because they've changed so dramatically that they're like no I miss how all things were before I'm going to go back but mm. when you're making slow changes and you know how you treat yourself of you know exercising more eating differently that over time you become accustomed to it and you crave more of that. And I think that that's completely how making big life adjustments and how you think is because you can make one big decision and then get scared when things are hard and then run back to how they were. But it's if you're consistently choosing the life that you want to live, you're creating regular everyday change, which is then going to create, you're going to look back one day and like, oh, I can't believe my life was like that. I mean, I'm kind of having one of those moments right now where I'm looking back saying, oh, you know, the, these everyday decisions I'm making have completely changed my life. Yeah, I love that. Powerful, so powerful. And you, you wouldn't have known it back then. There's nowhere that you would know, hey, like asking this question or like choosing myself, doing these small things was going to lead to this, this beautiful path, but that's just how it flows. Totally. And, yeah. you know, I think it's just important to know, you know, I'm 22. And if I experience this in three years, imagine if you start doing this, you can start doing this whenever, and you'll have major differences in your life. It isn't just a thing to start when, you know, you have established your life and you know, you're ready to make changes in it. You can start this whenever and you'll see massive changes in your life just based on choosing yourself. Mm, yeah, I love that. Thank you so much, Julia. There you have it, the most beautiful woman speaking about choosing yourself, bringing joy, loving your body. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me and having this conversation. This episode was brought to you by Body Bang Bang, the body confidence program designed by me to help you save years of vicious cycling, yo-yo diets and self-sabotage so that you can feel banging in your bod right now. 
To find out more, head over to my website. Feeling inspired and motivated. Maybe you've just had a light bulb moment. I would love to know. Share your inspo and connect with me at teddy.emerald through Instagram. T-E-D-D-I dot E-M-E-R-A-L-D. See you next show.